0: You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast where I go to fulfill my fantasy. Football desires with expert opinions, advice, and analysis that you can't find anywhere else. Welcome, welcome, welcome. A crazy week five with Multiple players getting over 40 points. Um, Before, I believe, uh, last time that has happened has been never. So uh, a lot of fantasy goodness uh, happened this week. Never take that for granted, that's for sure. Uh, Anyways, the uh, big thing, um, or the leader of the pack, the big gun, was Deshaun Watson getting five touchdown passes... 300 plus yards, and uh, obviously, uh, you would assume that DeAndre Hopkins would uh, get a lot of those yards and touchdowns, but no, he just got 80 yards. The uh, beneficiary was Will Fuller with uh, around 240 yards and three touchdowns. Um, He was the leader in air yards most of the season, but was uh, not scoring at all, actually. So he was due, and uh, do he was, because he scored uh, three touchdowns. Um, Anyway, Uh, McCaffrey, um, like clockwork, uh, gets about 61 yards receiving a touchdown, 170 yards rushing, three touchdowns. Uh, That's a big day for anyone, but uh, it's almost (laughs) status quo with McCaffrey. Granted, He's usually never poor touchdowns good, but yardage wise, this is his uh, this is his forte. So this is what he does. He's turning out to be the MVP of the season, and uh, it's uh, yeah. I don't think there's been a fantasy season since what Peyton Manning, Priest Holmes, maybe that has uh, been this consistent. So uh, if you have him on your fantasy team. Glad you got that guy uh if not you you definitely don't like to play him and uh I think everyone that had him this week uh probably won uh would be my assumption and if you didn't then uh you really need to put it <laughs> get a better team around McCaffrey because he's carrying teams this year um actually Tom Brady came back to life um he's been having a good year, but uh he passed for three hundred forty yards three touchdowns Um, being the old Tom Brady that was uh, refreshing to see and uh, one of the top quarterbacks Um, Matt Ryan uh, was about 20 yards shy of Brady but then uh, again had about three touchdowns which uh, was beneficial uh, for fantasy owners Uh, not for his team as they lost to Houston Uh, that was a huge shootout which I think a lot of people saw but uh, not at the capacity that it turned out to be so, uh, good job on Matt Ryan. And, uh, I would like to throw in, uh, another player too, outside of Will Fuller, Adam Thielen. Uh, he, you know, uh, was a disappointment. It could have been considered a bust until this point, mostly due to Kirk Cousins. I mean, when you have your two receivers calling you out about how, uh, Bad you are, and how you're not getting them the ball. You know there's a problem. And although Kirk Cousins had a great matchup, and it seemed like he was going to be, uh, fantasy gold this week, which which he was. Um, it was long overdue, and it was good to see uh, Adam Thielen uh, getting the majority of the, the the targets his way. On the flip side, uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, you know, uh, continues to not produce and I definitely think it has a lot to do with Kirk Cousins but if you're owning him right now you have to be pretty scared Um, and I would say it's time to maybe cut ties with Diggs not not release him you don't want to release a a person like Diggs because he can be traded before the deadline and be really productive or you know they they can make more of a conscious effort to get him targets but as of right now he's just not doing what you drafted him to do and uh, with him being kind of Kind of disgruntled over with uh, the Vikings right now, um, the Vikings aren't going to put up with it, I don't think, and uh, I don't, uh, and I just see, can see Diggs continue to pout and uh, not get his uh, his targets his way. So, uh, I'd definitely be looking at maybe trying to trade him to see if there's an owner that would want to take him just based off of his name right now. But uh, it could be the resurgence of Adam Thielen for sure. Uh, So, and he has some great matchups coming up. So it's good that you waited this whole time. Now you can take advantage of it. Another game I want to touch up on is that Tampa Bay-New Orleans game. A lot of high producers in that. Teddy Bridgewater, man, coming through. He, 314 yards, four touchdowns. Um, Very unlike Teddy Bridgewater Day, but... uh, Big recipient of that was Michael Thomas, getting 182 yards and two touchdowns. Michael Thomas continues to produce even with the backup quarterback. He right now is probably the most consistent receiver right now. If you have him on your team, you're you're feeling good about uh, what he's doing, and uh, it's only going to improve when Drew Brees comes back. So, uh, really, uh, really solid outing by Thomas against Tampa, and and by Teddy Bridgewater. But uh, on the other end. Uh, Mike Evans getting a goose egg obviously uh, didn't help uh, if you were Mike Evans owner, but uh, Chris Godwin on the other side, 125 yards uh, two touchdowns Uh, Godwin continues to impress and and be consistent as well so to be honest, I mean Keenan Allen, uh, Chris Godwin and Michael Thomas, uh, the most consistent receivers, although Keenan Allen the last couple weeks has uh, you know, kind of crashed down to earth and uh, has shown that he's mortal. You expected bigger things from him uh, this week against Denver and and didn't show it. And uh, even the week before, the uh, Aaron Jones against Dallas, uh, four touchdowns, 107 yards rushing, 75 yards receiving. I mean, this... Is Aaron Jones that you expected to see early on in the season you know Devontae Adams goes down and it's been all Aaron Jones uh, last week and that's only a, a, that's a great sign going forward with uh, Devontae Adams being out looking like they're going to uh, try to be a more balanced offense because uh, what the Packers were doing earlier on just wasn't working you know trying to spread the ball around throwing it uh, not using their their running backs and uh, you know <laughs> as crazy as that it's going to sound, uh, the Adams being hurt might be the best thing for them because now they're starting to actually have a, a balanced attack and, uh, a are, are little, are becoming a little bit more unpredictable and to, you know, go into Dallas and, and beat the Packers or beat the, the Cowboys the way they did. Uh, that's, that's a good, uh, a good showing by them. Uh, and, and, uh, they're going to be a tough team to, to beat down the road. Uh, uh, dj shark uh 164 yards two touchdowns against houston man that first week when he was producing i I thought it was a mirage i'm like you know this is just one of those guys that has a big first week and then kind of fades towards you know as the year goes on but i mean this guy's just been consistent every single week You, you definitely can't uh you definitely can't ignore him now. He, he he's a receiver one in uh, on most teams right now. To be honest, I mean he's just is uh, so consistent, and he's you know this is what his third big week that he's had. Uh, I mean one hundred sixty four and two, um, and the thing is, is he's going to get some easier matchups coming up as well. So he, he's going to be a consistent play. Uh, I just you know coming into the season, you you thought you were going to see. You know it's gonna be Marquise Lee show. He's gonna come off his injury. Um, they got uh, they got Chris Conley. You know they uh, got him from the Chiefs, and he's gonna be a big play guy. And uh, you know Keelan Cole. He was good a couple of years ago. They, they had all these. D. D. Westbrook. All the hype was on D. D. Westbrook, right? He's going to get all these passes from the slot and he's just going to to kill it and although Didi Westbrook got a lot of targets and he continues to get a lot of targets he's just not the playmaker that the uh, shark is and shark uh, is definitely uh, you know heads and shoulders above the uh, the the rest of his teammates right now and uh, again you, you, I, there's no reason why you wouldn't want to play him so on, on that note um, We're going to go into uh, pickups for the week and who do you think you should pick up and who, uh, and there's not a lot of options because a lot of the players that uh, should have been picked up are already picked up, so we're going to get into what under-the-radar picks uh, you might be looking at, and a lot of these guys you're going to be able to get after the waiver period. Uh, People might not even pick them up, but they're going to be valuable to you the rest of the year, so on that note, we'll... uh, get to it first let's get to the quarterbacks that you should be targeting this week um actually uh, astounded that uh, this person's here but Josh Allen he's actually available in a lot of leagues uh, I think a lot of people have dropped him after he got the concussion and actually probably before that um because he he came or he started off uh, on a slow start and uh but he has one of the easy schedules uh, coming up in all of football. Uh, so he's going to have some prime matchups. And with his running ability, he gets as many yards rushing sometimes as he gets passing uh, a lot of touchdowns on those two. Um, so if he gets one passing touchdown, well, that's great if he has two rushing touchdowns. And I just think uh, he's a great person to be targeting if he's available. And, and of course, he's not going to be available in, in – all leagues, but uh, he's available in enough of them for me to uh, bring his name up. Um, Another one that uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, Gardner Minshew, um, he is putting up some yards. He's always around 250, um, especially last week. He he got a couple touchdowns, and if you're looking for a bye week person, um, and actually, he's not that bad of, of just having... A, he's a solid backup quarterback on your roster. If you're having someone you're not so sure about and you're playing matchups, uh, Gardner might be someone you need to, to pick up. Uh, I, I, I like his swag, and I'm all about that swag because he's uh, he's shown it on the football field, and uh, his connection he's developing or rapport he's developing with uh, DJ Shark, he's he's worth he's worth the pickup in my opinion in uh, any 12-man league um and uh you know the Jaguars offense is is a lot more productive than we figured it would be once uh Nick Foles went down and uh I'll, I'll be honest I think Nick Foles might have a tough time getting his job back uh if Gardner Minshew continues to produce the way he's producing uh if he's if you're playing a dynasty league or a keeper league uh definitely Gardner Minshew is someone to be looking at because uh I think he has some long-term viability um, down the road uh, past this season as well. So, uh, Kyle Allen. Now, this guy doesn't have any (laughs) long-term viability, but he's playing well enough, uh, especially against some pretty bad teams. And and his next uh, opponent is the Buccaneers, who are giving up a lot of points to the quarterback. So, uh, I think he's a solid play. And, And when you have a weapon such as McCaffrey that we talked about earlier, if you can just dump it off for two yards and that him running it for 70 yards for a touchdown, uh, that's going to make you look really good. And and he's just doing enough and getting enough, uh, yards and touchdowns to be relevant as well. Um, and, and again, I I like his matchups now he has a buy after the bucks, but, uh, he, he wouldn't be a bad second person to, uh, be pursuing, um, on your roster. Um, and especially with, uh, some of the quarterbacks that, the uh, people are hanging on to right now, like, you know, Trubisky, uh, uh, if you're still hanging on to him, uh, you know, Derek Carr, those type of people, um, not that, uh, Derek Carr's doing horrible, but I think there's more upside with, uh, Minshew and, and, uh, better matchups with, uh, Kyle Allen, uh, Anyway, uh, moving on, Sam Darnold, uh, I'm surprised how many people dropped him once he got mono, um, he had some great matchups too, and, um, unfortunately the next two weeks aren't th- any of them, uh, he plays the Cowboys next week, then the Patriots, uh, those are not ideal matchups for him, but, uh, you know, they they play the Dolphins, um, they're playing uh, Ravens, Browns, uh, th- those, those type of teams that, uh, well, they already played the Browns and lost, but they're playing some teams that have losing records, and he should be a productive quarterback. And, and to be honest, the Jets' offense isn't as bad as they've shown. Um, it just shows how bad they've needed that quarterback position to produce, and they haven't been getting it. Um, with Darnold coming back, uh, I really th- not just see an uptick in in quarterback play, but uh, in all the offensive positions on the team, um, Robbie Anderson, um, Le'Veon Bell. It's gonna take some of the pressure off Le'Veon Bell, so I really see Bell's value going up with the uh, return of Darnold. And uh, so if if you're again in a league where you need a backup or you're gonna be playing matchups week to week with your quarterbacks. Uh, Sam Darnold's a keeper that you should be looking at and, and hanging on to um, so, so pick him up for sure uh, and just be prepared to bench him the next two weeks and uh, ride the, uh, the wave of enjoyment after that because uh, that's when uh, he'll start uh, doing uh, what you need him to uh, and that's the thing too is you want to get him early before uh, he starts producing and uh, someone snags him uh, you always want to be the first one to jump on these these players before they have the breakout because when you're uh, when they start producing and you try to pick them up you have to waste a waiver priority on them or if you have to um, someone's going to pick them up before you so you always want to be a couple weeks ahead of the game on on these players uh, running back. Um, You know, Jay Gruden got fired from the Redskins, and you may ask, well, what does that mean for me? And the answer to that is, uh, Bill Callahan is going to be the head coach, and what does Bill Callahan like to do? Well, he likes to run, and he likes to run a lot, uh, and the running back in Washington who's going to get those carries is going to be Adrian Peterson. Uh, I know most people have dropped him, rightfully so, and he's sitting there in the uh, waiver wire uh, purgatory. But uh, anyone might want to pick him back up because, you know, he he still might only get two yards a carry, but he's going to get like 50 carries per game with uh, Callahan uh, in charge of the, of the team. And uh, he already actually said just that when he... Uh, became interim coach saying, you know, we need to pound the ball more and, I'm, you know, we're going to be a running team first. and uh, It's good news if uh, you have Adrian Peterson, but uh, it's even uh, kind of tips your hand on if you need a, a running back, uh, you haven't been good, getting good running back production, to, you know, maybe give Adrian Peterson a chance because uh, he's going to get the opportunities and it's all about volume and uh you want someone who's going to get volume I I, I think it's going to be Adrian Peterson and uh I, I do think that creates uh, or, or puts a blow towards Chris Thompson's value because um although I, I still think he's going to get some targets he he's going to get a decrease in targets and you know he, he's already the last couple games hasn't been getting as many yards as uh what you'd want from Chris Thompson. So, uh, I th- I think that might continue uh, with the Redskins offense from here on out. So, I really see Chris Thompson losing that value um, Ronald Jones from the Bucks. Now, the Buccaneers backfield is it's maddening to figure out, you know, is it Peyton Barber, is it Rod- Ronald Jones? Who are they going to use? When are they going to use them? And uh, I mean, to be all, in all honesty, you should probably stay away from this entirely, but if you're in a position where you need some depth or you need some help at the position uh you, you really need to start looking at Ronald Jones because he is getting the volume he, he's getting the touches um, now he's not getting the goal line like Peyton Barber is, but um it's kind of like those New England running back situations or, or uh, uh, you know, the Shanahan and with the, uh, 49ers, you never know what running back's going to have the hot hand and who they're going to use. But, uh, I like it better because in, in those situations, there's multiple running backs, but in the uh, Buccaneers, it's Ronald Jones or Peyton Barber. So, um, and, and sometimes there's room for both of them. Um, so he's definitely worth an ad, and he's available in a lot of, uh, of leagues. Um, and he shouldn't be. I mean, if anything, he's he's a good depth guy, end-of-the-roster person to, to pick up. And with all the bye weeks coming up, uh, you, you definitely need to look at him. And, and and saying that, too, I mean, he has the Panthers uh, and then the bye. And not that the Panthers is a juicy matchup, but uh, it, it's definitely something where... Uh, you want to have him before he he, he gets the, the stats that other people are, are looking at him. And, and speaking of uh, matchups, Adrian Peterson next week against the Dolphins looks like a prime matchup. So I'm not saying that, uh, well, I am saying, you know, he gets a new coach and the, the next week he just blows it up. I, I can see that being the case because they're playing the Dolphins. And then after that, they have a bye. So, uh, I would want to get him before he plays the Dolphins because I really think he's going to have a huge game, and the the secret will no longer be uh, kept in regards to uh, the usage that's going to happen with Adrian Peterson and uh, the the new uh, head coach, Um, Ito Smith. I I put him on here just because uh, you know he plays the Cardinals, then the Rams. I I like those matchups, and I'm I'm not sold on Devonta Freeman. though, you know, Devontae Freeman's not really producing, but on top of that, Ido Smith is starting to carve into his workload a little bit, and if this is a trend that continues by the end of the, the season especially, um, I can see Edo Smith eating into a big chunk of Devontae Freeman's uh, usage, and, and so it's almost one of those situations where you're just trying to get ahead of the eight ball, and, uh, you might have yourself a, a pretty solid player here uh, during the uh, the stretch run of when you're trying to make the playoffs for your leagues. And, and Ido Smith, uh, I don't think he's very talented. I, I, I don't think uh, he's necessarily explosive or a player to be excited about, but uh, he's a player that is starting to get larger volume, and, and that's something you want to look at. Um, he's, he's almost like a Carlos Hyde to me. Um, you know, he'll plod along. Uh, get enough carries to be relevant and uh, but won't be sexy uh, he, won't, he won't he won't have those huge games he might have like 60 yards and a touchdown but uh, you know for your running back or, or your flex position for sure that's somewhat, that's what you need right um, and, and I don't see that happening with Edel Smith right now but I could see it in you know after the bye week um, and and especially after the, the Rams game um, in a couple weeks, I can see him starting to uh, get that larger volume because I think Freeman's at the stage now where he needs to really produce or it's uh, going to go the wrong way for him. Let's move along to receivers. Uh, there's quite a bit of receivers that definitely, I, I think... Or even change situations uh, of where you need to to start looking, and, and there's some value on some players that uh, have recently uh, kind of shown themselves, and and, and the first one is Auden Tate for the Bengals. I just uh, with A. J. Green being out, John Ross is on IR now, um, and granted, this is a short-term fix because I think. Once A.J. Green comes back, he kind of loses his value um, a little bit. But, I mean, the Bengals are playing the Ravens next. And, and then after that, they have the Jaguars. And Auden Tate's huge. I mean, he looks like a tight end. And I, I think the reason why you're seeing Tyler Eifert's uh, volume decrease is because a lot of teams with their tight ends are splitting them out uh, in the slot. And using them there as a mismatch on their, uh, their nickel corners or you know linebackers that are spread out over there, on top of them, and, Aden is in that role, and I I think it's, it's the reason why you're you're seeing, uh, Eifert not uh, even though Eifert was wide open a couple times for, uh, touchdowns and uh, Dalton couldn't hit him, I really think it. it Aden Tate is, you know, his, his targets have just been going up the last couple of weeks. I mean, he, he was at like 11 uh, two weeks ago. He was at 8 uh, this past week. And, uh, you know, again, with the matchup with the Ravens and Jaguars, uh, I I you know I think if they're focusing on Tyler Boyd, uh, Aden Tate's going to surprise some people. And he's going to get you more production than some of the other guys you have at the end of your bench. I mean, if you can get an Odell Tate um, as your fifth receiver, then uh, that's that's a good bet. And he's a plug and play. I mean, I really think you can maybe even play him in a flex that receiver and uh, get some production out of him. Uh, another one is uh, Brian Reynolds. You know, uh, Brandon Cooks looked like he was hurt uh, on the Thursday night game, and who knows what's you know. If, how long he's going to be out or if he's going to be out but uh, it looked like he's going to be out for a little bit and I, the receiver that's going to be replacing him is Brian Reynolds and they're playing the 49ers and then the Falcons and especially against the Falcons I mean I like any receiver against the Falcons and uh and granted I like Brian Reynolds a little bit better in the slot where you know Cooper Cup resides and is uh becoming one of the best receivers in the NFL right now, uh, fun to watch. But, uh, Brian Reynolds is going to be the outside guy that, uh, uh, is going to get some targets. And, uh, I I think he might be a little bit more consistent than Cooks because Cooks is definitely a big play guy, but, uh, he's hot or cold, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna get you the the points or, you know, get you eight targets, or he's gonna get you like two targets. It's really up in the air on that. Um, so uh, I, I think if Brian Reynolds did slide into that role, he, he might be able, he won't get you the big plays, but maybe get you a little bit more consistency um, from the, uh, the those Rams receivers. Demarius Thomas from the Jets. Now, this is going to sound crazy, but uh, Darnold is coming back. I don't know if you've heard me mention that earlier, but uh, Demarius Thomas got 11 targets this last week, 11, and it's him, Crowder, and Robbie Anderson, and Anderson and Crowder really aren't getting those targets. Uh, When Darnold comes back, you know, I see Anderson and Crowder getting those targets, but I don't see that changing with Demarius Thomas. Uh, I really think that they're going to continue to target him, Um, which again, it's kind of crazy for me to to say, um, because I really thought he was done with his latest Achilles injury, but uh, uh, he's, he's being targeted in this Jets offense, and you can't ignore that, and if you're looking for a guy that, uh, you know, that production-wise, he could be a good play once Darnold comes back, because that's what you're looking at, is those targets, and what receivers are getting those targets, and, and right now, you know, it is, it's, it's Damaris Thomas in that Jets offense. So uh, it's someone that you can, uh, again, you, you don't even have to make a waiver claim for. You can just probably pick up after the waiver claims and, uh, and have yourself uh, a, a starting receiver that uh, is getting some volume. So the uh, next on the line I have is Geronimo Allison. As long as Devontae Adams is out, I think Allison's value increases. Uh, the, the targets have to go somewhere, and I, I think they're going to be spread out. I, I I know some of those targets are going to go to the running game with Aaron Jones, and, and he kind of proved that last week with those uh, four touchdowns. But um, Geronimo's just, you know plays in the slot as well, and, and I just uh, he's always had a, a good rapport with Aaron Rodgers. Now I don't know what happened to that rapport because it seems like they're they're not. They haven't been on the same page, him and him and uh, or Aaron Rodgers and Allison, uh, these last couple uh, games, or even the season, to be honest, if we're speaking bluntly. But uh, I definitely think he's one that benefits from that uh, uh, Devontae Adams being out, and he'll see an increase in targets. And, you know, they're playing the Lions and the Raiders, and uh, not that those are great matchups by any means, but they're, they're solid enough matchups where... I wouldn't be scared to play him in a a flex or, you know, in a pinch where I have guys on a bye. So uh, he's definitely someone to be be checking out. Um, My next person is based off of, uh, because he got traded, but it's former Bills receiver Zay Jones. Now, he's going to the Raiders, and uh, I think it's a great deal for the Raiders because Zay Jones was kind of a monster in targets last year for the Bills. He was just getting dump off after dump off from Josh Allen. And this year, with the addition of John Brown um, and Cole Beasley, he just was, he was getting phased out of the offense. And the Raiders could use a player like Zay Jones. Uh, they got Tyrell Williams. I mean, Hunter Renfro's a rookie. He's he, he, he really not getting open as much as you'd like him to. To be relevant, and Zay Jones, I think, kind of comes in and takes over that second receiver spot and uh, adds another weapon for the Raiders, um, and again, I don't see big plays coming from Zay Jones, but I see a lot of consistency from him in regards to, I think, he'll get a lot of targets, um, you know, five to seven targets a game, which, you know, isn't outrageous, but it, it's, it's solid enough to be to have on your roster, and, and, you know, they're on the bye, so this is kind of a sneaky time to get him where you can get him. He'll be on the bye, and then he'll come back for the Packers the following week, and, you know, it gives him two weeks to get acclimated to the offense, and uh, uh, hopefully it's enough time where uh, he can be a, a big enough part of it where, you know, they, they put him to use. But I definitely think it's worth the gamble, um, especially in 12-man or, or deeper leagues because he's going to uh, – He's going to get you that production. And uh, next we'll be uh, discussing tight ends and what we can do with the the tight end. And I think there's some really good options, so uh, stay tuned on that one. The tight end position, the first target would be Ricky Seal Jones for the Browns. You know, the former Arizona Cardinal cast-off, he was maddening with the Cardinals as well where he'd have some big games and then uh, disappear. But, uh, you know, with uh, David Joku going on injured reserve and Ricky Seals-Jones taking over that role as their starting tight end, he's uh, seen a, a pretty good amount of targets. And, you know, this week they're playing the Seahawks. They have the bye after that. I think you know, especially with this year kind of being the uh i don't I don't know the Siberia of positions of fantasy football, uh you know the tight end position, you're really not getting a lot of production from that position uh, and not even getting as much as you normally would with those uh the top tight ends in the league. Um, I think Ricky Sills Jones is a great by low target that's going to get you production and uh is almost like the uh the thumb or the finger in the dike in regards to uh you know you're hurting at the tight end position and and I've been there uh actually many years where you know I had one year where I was putting in a new tight end every week and getting absolutely nothing so then I'd get another one and all I wanted was you know I'd be happy with 40 yards and I was getting nothing um, and that happened for twelve weeks. So uh you know, I I feel you in regards to the tight end position and how it could be maddening. But I think Ricky Sills Jones kinda alleviates that and uh gets you some consistency, uh if if, if you're hurting and he can he'd be a guy that you can uh plug and play pretty regularly with their the Brown schedule and uh feel pretty good about it. Um so I wouldn't hesitate to go after Ricky Seals-Jones. And uh, uh, I definitely think he would he would be a, a, a problem that would be solved uh, if you're hurting at that position. And, and if you're not hurting at that position, he's a good uh, bye week person. I mean, there's a lot of tight ends coming on the, the bye the next couple of weeks. Um, and Ricky Seals-Jones is a great plug-and-play. Uh, and you might not even miss a beat with, with him being in there. So... Uh, moving along, Gerald Everett with the Rams. I, I just think with Brandon Cooks, I, I think he's the real beneficiary. He's getting an influx of targets. Uh, the Rams have always loved him. He was the very first uh, McVay draft pick and just seemed like they never used him was the problem. And now they're starting to use him and he's making plays and it's kind of hard to ignore now, where it's like you you have to give him the ball, uh, you know, and uh, they have been. I, I think he had like eleven targets last game, uh, eight catches. Uh, that's pretty significant, and and uh, a lot of those targets came after, well, came before Cooks got hurt, but more came after he got hurt. So, I, I think with uh, depending on how long Cooks is out, uh, he he's definitely worth an ad. And and to be honest, if Cooks does come back, I still think he's worth an ad because he's. You're just starting to see his uh involvement in the offense increase week to week and uh, it's great to see because uh he, you know he, the talent is there uh and he's always had that talent to to be a productive tight end it just was a, a usage problem and and that's starting to go away so and, and he has the 49ers and then the Falcons and I, I just think those are prime matchups for the tight end and um again with with a lot of tight ends going on on bye weeks he he's, you know, or you have an OJ Howard who has done nothing, and, uh, I would say, you know, cut ties at this point, I mean, five weeks in, and you haven't gotten any production from OJ Howard, pick up a Gerald Everett, um, because he's getting the, the volume that you expected OJ Howard to get, you know, at the beginning of the season, my big, uh, this is a guy that I actually w- would be targeting, um, And he's definitely flying under the radar. Uh, If you got him already, good on you because uh, he's going to, uh, I think in the rest of the season, uh, be a top 10 tight end. But uh, Chris Herndon from the Jets, he's coming off suspension. Um, He happens to be coming back right when Sam Darnold's coming back, which is a good fit because... Sam Darnold liked to use them, and he was using him quite a bit at the end of the season last year, and now that they're both back, I, I see that just uh, trucking along uh, like nothing has ever changed, and he's uh, someone that I would actually might use a waiver priority for, a lower waiver priority, um, because I think he solidifies your tight end position for the rest of the year, and he could be a number one tight end, but um, on your roster and, you know, to get him as a pickup in the middle of the season is great value. He's uh, going to get the targets. he's gonna get the, the, targets, get the volume. Uh, Chris Herndon is the guy you should be targeting. Um, if he's available, get him. Uh, if he's not available, it's because someone already knew about him and it picked him up. Um, he, he, he's the go-to guy. Uh, at the tight end position that you need to be targeting and get. And get him now because he's going to, uh, he has bad matchups with the Cowboys and Patriots. Um, then after that, it, it's the schedule kind of opens up and it's looking pretty good. And uh, uh, I think, you know, other people are going to start to realize the volume that he's getting and say, you know, I'm going to make a play at Chris Herndon and you're going to be out of the game because you waited too long for him. So it's better to get him now uh, while he's kind of under the radar than wait and be disappointed. Um, I think that happens a lot where, you know, you, you might be eyeing a player and you're like, man, I could wait on him this week, I could wait him on another week, uh, I, I don't need to get him yet, and then someone jumps in front of you and takes him and uh, uh, ruins your plans for uh, fantasy football dominance. And, and so you don't want that to happen with uh, Chris Herndon. So, on that note, um, not that uh, I, would, I would be looking at this player, but you know that the, the trade deadline is coming up, and this is in general with all players, trade deadline is coming up, um, it'll be happening over the next three weeks, and so you want to pay attention to that because it's going to change people's situations, if a team gets, or a player gets traded to a team, it could change the dynamic of the player on that team, or the player going to that team. Um, so those are things you want to pay attention to. And, and it's really going to change situations. So you want to be eyeing players that are going to benefit these trades that are going to be happening. Uh, you know, there's rumors about Emmanuel Sanders being traded from the Broncos. And, you know, that could be a very real thing. And if that's the case, you know, uh, Deshaun Hamilton is a must-pickup at that point because he's going to get those uh, targets that uh, that Sanders was getting in the Broncos' offense because Cortland Sutton's going to be a stud. And uh, I think, you know, Hamilton moves into that number two receiver role and uh, becomes a must-add. And he's available in all leagues. Um, I don't see anyone that uh, has picked him up yet. So... Um, there's going to be other situations like that uh, across the NFL where, you know, th- th- those situations are going to make a player very valuable, and you want to jump on it before someone else does. So, with that, it, this is my pickups and stickups segment. Uh, the pickups, and then the stickups is the uh, the rob the robbery that uh, is going to happen. Happen or take place once uh, you get these players, and and then they start producing after uh, you've already uh, had them for a couple couple weeks. Um, you know that's when the players uh, in your fantasy football league jump on the uh, the computer to to grab a guy that's producing, and, and then realize that you've already gotten them like two weeks ago. And, and that's what you want. You want to be ahead of the game. And uh, with this advice, I, I think you will be ahead of the game. So thank you for joining me and listen into the. Next, Burke and Ms. Montabon, fantasy football segment. I'll see you on the uh, in a couple days for the uh, starts and sits of the week. Take care.